And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, December the 20th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On December 20, 1803, the Louisiana Purchase was completed as ownership of the territory was formally transferred from France to the United States. Pretty good deal. What did they pay for that? Was it $25 million? I can't remember. Today in 1860, South Carolina became the first state to secede from the Union as all 169 delegates to a special convention voted in favor of separation. Today in 1945, Office of Price Administration announced the end of tire rationing, effective January 1, 1946. Today in 1963, the Berlin Wall was opened for the first time to West Berliners, They were allowed one-day visits to relatives in the eastern sector for the holidays. That means Christmas. Today in 1999, the Vermont Supreme Court ruled that homosexual couples were entitled to the same benefits and protections as wedded heterosexual couples. Today in 2005, a federal judge ruled that intelligent design could not be mentioned in biology classes in a Pennsylvania public school district. That was a stinging attack on the Dover area school board because they had said it could be. But the judge said, oh no, no, God will not enter that classroom. There is no way you can do that. Today in 2016, President Barack Obama designated the bulk of U.S.-owned waters in the Arctic Ocean and certain areas of the Atlantic Ocean as indefinitely off-limits to future oil and gas leasing. Boy, oh boy. Ten years ago today, the State Department acknowledged major weaknesses in security and errors in judgment exposed in a scathing independent report on the deadly September 11, 2012 assault on a U.S. diplomatic mission in Libya. Hillary Clinton was responsible for that. Let's just cut to the chase. One year ago today, President Biden raised vehicle mileage standards to significantly reduce emissions of planet-warming greenhouse gases. And the Biden administration, one year ago today, warned that extremism in the military ranks was increasing. Pentagon officials issued detailed new rules prohibiting service members from actively engaging in extremist activities. I looked into that just a moment because I knew I was going to share that with you on the radio today. They were real vague in what extremist activities are. Very subjective. So I guess extremist activities would be most anything that doesn't sync up with the far-left progressive ideology of some of the top brass in our military. Not those people that serve, but some of the people that lead. They need a reset, as far as I'm concerned, in their thinking about our country and about our founding documents and all the rest of it. But that's just my opinion. The Supreme Court yesterday temporarily halted, put an end to Title 42. There, or, or they stopped Biden from putting an end to Title 42. This temporary hold comes after 19 states filed an emergency appeal on Monday asking the court to block a lower court ruling that required President Joe Biden to end Title 42 expulsions by Wednesday, tomorrow. 
This is a big deal because people are flooding over the border, as we all know, by the thousands, hundreds of thousands. And, I mean, it's the pictures are myriad. I mean, everywhere you look, anybody that wants to get the truth out into the culture are showing pictures of what's happening there. there people go down there and they take pictures. and But the Biden administration keeps saying, no, we got the borders under control. What are you talking about? We don't have open borders. As lately as yesterday, I mentioned some of the discussion that was on uh, television, on the, some of the news shows, ABC and, and CBS, I think I quoted from both of those yesterday. And Biden administration people are sitting there on television looking right at the camera and saying, no, we don't have open borders. Well, we actually do have open borders. I mean, all you have to do is go down there and take your little camera with you and take a picture. They're, I mean, they're just streaming into this country. And it's going to continue. Title 42 is something that Trump did. And it was it, it's related to CDC and health services. And I, I don't have time to get into that. I don't, I don't really want to, but I, I have read a little bit about it. But w- what it was was a way to turn back illegal aliens who are just streaming across the border or other, or trying to get into the country, however, and they could immediately take them back to their country of origin. And that's what they were doing under the Trump administration. You never heard about thousands and millions flooding into this country illegally under the Trump administration because he just didn't allow it. He believed in immigration, as I recall, but he said it has to be legal. Biden administration says, oh, we believe in immigration and we don't care who they are. I mean, that's what they're doing. That's what they're practicing. So anyway, uh, Joe Biden had made a big deal out of it and he kind of strutted around the Oval Office. I remember when he did this and I thought, man, has he thought that through? No, clearly he has not. He doesn't. I don't think he thinks through very many things. But anyway, uh, he had said right up front when he was when he came into the Oval Office He said he was going to end Title 42 expulsions. And so he did, except now the the Biden administration must respond to the emergency appeal by 5 p.m. today, according to Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice John Roberts. And he said, no, we're going to pause this thing. He said uh, the the risk is too great for America. So we'll see what happens overnight and and so on. But it's supposed to... um, it was supposed to end tomorrow, and there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of illegals waiting at the border to just rush across the border at midnight tonight. And now there's a hold on it, at least for a few hours. So we'll see how that <clears throat> see how that all plays out. But you know, have you ever thought? I I mean, I have. Have you ever wondered how the mind of a progressive works? Uh, the far left progressive. I mean, I know they're they're hyper focused on their own career and their own image and all that kind of thing. I mean, I know that that's kind of endemic to politicians in general, particularly the secular progressive humanist types. And we have one of those in office now. And you wonder, but do they? I mean, don't they care a little bit about the country? I mean, they say they do, of course. I mean, they say it when it's public and at public events and everything. But what do they really think in their own heart? Do they hate this country? I think Barack Obama really did hate this country. Michelle Obama all all but said she did. She said, I've never been proud of this country until Barack was elected president. Uh, you, You don't have to 
have a PhD to figure that out. So I don't think she liked America very much. Uh, but you wonder about these people. Why are they? I mean, I guess it's the money, the influence, the opportunities to enrich themselves, as the Biden family has shown us is, is fairly easy to do. Nobody has stopped them. But you just have to wonder. These people are leading the country. Don't they realize that millions of illegal people coming across the border is harmful to the country? Irreparably in some cases? I don't know. Sad. I got this letter in the mail. I, I read all your letters in your notes. I, I do. I, I set aside time to do this. I kind of enjoy it, actually. And I think if you take time to write it, I should take time to read it. So I do. To Gary Randall, dear sir, this I got this just a couple days ago. I end up mad as H-E-L-L. No, it's a, it, every time I listen to your broadcast, I end up mad as H-E-L-L. Not at you, of course, but at the wicked Biden administration. I've never heard of such nonsense uh, advocated by people who should know better. The new description of a woman in the Cambridge Dictionary, the nonsense um, advocated by Rachel, quote-unquote, Levine, illegals sw swarming across our borders, and much more. Thank God for your constant, eloquent, and fearless voice. We need you more than ever now. God help us. God save us. Well, I don't know about the eloquent part, but I am not fearful. I understand the risks of doing what we're doing, and we do our best to to have legal authorities or legal people uh, to help us if, if needed um, at, at some cost sometimes. But nonetheless, we're I, I'm fully aware of, of that. But some things need to be said and need to be put out there, and others like yourself can take some of this these things. That, and I constantly read your notes and say, man, I never knew that. I didn't hear that somewhere else. There's, there's a real effort to suppress um, any kind. Well, like a year ago today in the military, they said, well, we're not going to let these guys, you know, talk about extremist value. Well, what, what is extremist? Well, we'll tell you. What, we'll know it when we see it and that kind of thing. So it does need to be out there. And I'm not suggesting we're the only one doing it. I, there are others that, that have a voice that speak the truth into the darkness of our culture. But we are certainly one of them. And it does rattle cages sometimes, and it concerns people sometimes. And I don't know where it will all go, but I know I'm doing what God wants me to do, and I'm able to do it because you support it. And I cannot find adequate words to tell you how much I appreciate that. Because I wouldn't be doing this just because it's fun. I'm doing it because I really feel the Lord has spoken to my heart about it, and yet I couldn't do it if it weren't for you. So thank you so, so very much. And uh, please continue to stand with me. I need you. Got this from one of our donors, regular donors. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted by the prophets which were before you. Yes, I think all of us, all of us are fully aware that Jesus said, 
They hated me first, so they're certainly going to hate you. That's a paraphrase, but it's true. As long as you're just kind of religious and sort of, you know, you kind of say, yeah, I'm a Christian. I mean, man, I'm not a heathen. I'm an American and so on. As long as you kind of take that lane, no one really gets upset. But anyone today who truly believes the Bible and lives out the Bible to the best of their ability. I mean, we all sin and we all make mistakes. We're all sinners saved by grace if we're saved. But today, if someone really believes that marriage is between a man and a woman, if they really believe that that freedom comes ultimately from God, not from government, and they dare express that in any way of influence at all, even among people they know in their circle of influence, even if it's a small circle, if they express those things, well, I'll tell you, there is a there is an evil spirit that just arises, and they will have none of that. Like, I mean, is it going to pain Darwin in his grave, give him a heart attack or something? If somebody says, well, here's a different view, intelligent design. Oh, no, we can't have that. Get that out of here. We've got Darwin's theory, which is completely filled with holes, especially now after more science and research. I mean, it's pathetic, but they still teach it. And you try to bring intelligent design. Well, what if there, just what if there was an intelligent being somewhere? We won't use the word God, we promise. But what if there's an intelligent being? No, 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 they won't have any of that. They don't want kids indoctrinated with that kind of thinking. They only want them indoctrinated with Darwinism in the case of creationism. So that's the world we live in. I want to talk to you a little bit about today, but thank you so much for your support. And our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. How would you like to have a social credit card? You say, I don't want one. Well... The left has been slowly pushing this socialist agenda in the U.S. for some time. However, it wasn't until the COVID-19, the shutdown, the pandemic thing we went through, that Americans really begin to realize that. And there are people talking about this now. I've mentioned it on this program, but others wiser than I and more informed on the issue probably are talking about it. During an interview with Australia's Sky News. That's Australia's version of Fox News here. In fact, uh, Murdoch, I, I'm pretty sure he, yeah, he owns uh, Sky News. So it's kind of a sister station, sister channel in Australia. And it's on some of our, I think it's on DirecTV. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, this guy this guy was on uh, Australia's Sky News. And he's, he's not a Christian, but he's a real anti-woke thinker. And he's pretty, he's brilliant. His name is Jordan Peterson. And again, he's not a Christian. I'm not taking spiritual guidance from him, but I found what he was saying very interesting. He was warning on this Sky News program, he was warning that a totalitarian credit system is coming to Western countries, Europe, U.S., Australia, considered a Western country. He said it's being presented as a solution to multiple credit cards. In fact, It will reward you for good behavior, and it's very convenient. 
Oh, he wasn't advocating. He was warning. And it is all of the above. When asked if he thinks what happened during COVID could usher in a version of this social credit system, Peterson answered it was very, very, he said, probable. I put a link in an article that I wrote on our website, faithandfreedom.us, today, and I put the segment of him talking about this. I'll, I'll tell you what he said, but if you want to see it yourself, that segment is there. It's about three and a half minutes long, and you can check it out. I strongly recommend it if you have time. Just go on our, our website, and um, there, there's no benefit that accrues to us by people being on our website other than they can just get information they maybe couldn't get elsewhere. But anyway, the reporter then questioned if it would be accepted by many people. Well, he said, they won't even notice. He said, you can't believe how much people don't know about these kinds of things. Peterson talked about how society could easily be fooled into thinking it was a system made to make them feel like it was done for their sake. In other words, it was the government helping the person. You know what Ronald Reagan said about that? Those are the most terrifying words in English language. (laughs) Hello, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help you, or something like that, he said. People have no idea. He said, it's like, well... Why not have a digital passport? I mean, you know, how convenient, Peterson says. He says it would be a miracle if Western countries never come to this, but he highly doubted it. He said, and it's like, fair enough, you can understand that. He said, wouldn't it be nice if we could pay for everything with our phones? It's like we're already doing that in many cases. He said, it's like, it's like, It'd be nice if the central government, who is woke-oriented and makes carbon dioxide remediation the priority, knows exactly what you spend on everything so they can target you tax-wise with precision. Peterson pointed out places. He's a professor in, uh, at a university in Toronto. As I said, he's not a, he doesn't claim to be a Christian, but he's a pretty clear thinker. Anyway, he said, in places where the woke system has already been implemented, airports, for example, have been using automated barriers in place of people. Most local stations ran a pre-made piece last night. I certainly was on here in the Northwest, and it was across the country, showing how things have changed with millions of people traveling and flying over the weekend coming up, Christmas weekend coming up. Uh, They were talking about the whole story was about these automated barriers that people have to clear now by face recognition. And they were talking about the fact that, and they were interviewing people in the airport, some of them locally in the Northwest here, and they were talking with them about it. And some of them said, yeah, I really don't like it. But most of them were saying, yeah, I don't mind. It's fine. I don't care. Uh, And that's exactly what Peterson is saying about this kind of this incoming social credit system China has you know, developed it to a high level, of course, the Communist Party, but it's seeping into Western, the Western countries. And so airports, as I said, have been using these automated barriers and they're using face recognition. They were saying on the news, it, they all said the same thing. I check local news stations around the country and they all read these same stories on the air, I mean, on television. And, and so it's coming from a single source every single time. But they said you can see signs, or Jordan said you can see signs of this everywhere. When you go through airports now, there's a lot of automated barriers and so on. And he says, well, these are automated barriers. What if you can't go through them? Well, that's the situation for many people in China. He said, what are you going to do? You're going to argue with the machine? No, you're just out. You don't have anybody to argue with. That's the point of it. 
it dehumanizes, and uh, it puts you in a position where you can't argue or convince a machine to let you go through because a loved one is dying and you want to get to them or whatever. It's Christmas and you want to be with family. I mean, there is no human interaction because it's just a machine that's locking you out. It won't approve you. He said the scary part of all this is that once the machines lock you out, whether it's your money or the airport, he said you're screwed, is his word. Writing for Forbes magazine in London, Tracy Follows, in an article that was written just a short while back, Tracy Follows, she said the social circuit systems, unrelated to this story, except it's about the same thing, the social credit system that operate in China are not unpopular with the Chinese. Well, that's the conclusion you'd come to if you read the research. In one fascinating piece in in-market research, this professor, Koska, uh, from a university in Berlin, carried out a survey looking at the appeal and approval of the various commercial and local government-run social credit systems among Chinese citizens. Researching these systems of reward and punishment, she found that 80% of respondents approved of the systems Only 1% explicitly disapproved. Mad as you know what. She concludes, quote, Now in the West, here we are again, with people who mistrust each other, wishing to enable some kind of sincerity system for social cohesion in an attempt to protect themselves from their less trustworthy peers. Perhaps we should be careful what we wish for. While China's system began in the retail sector, it soon became a control mechanism used by the Chinese Communist Party. I've talked about that on this program before, and it is something we must be aware of because it lurks in the shadows, and it's coming out of the shadows in America. The Hill is a news source. It's not a conservative news source, but it's not crazy far left like Some of them are, like ABC and NBC and that. But it's pretty widely read, and they're pretty accurate in what they publish. I pay attention to what they publish and what they say. But last year, this would be a year ago now, uh, last year the Hill uh, published an article, and I want to quote part of it. They said this a year ago. The new domestic war on terror kicked off by the riot on January 6th has prompted several web giants, or almost a year ago, I guess it would be. But anyway, they prompted several web giants to unveil uh, predecessors to what effectively could become a soft social credit system by the end of this decade, relying on an indirect hand from D.C., from the government. Our social betters in corporate America will attempt to force the most profound changes on society as seen during the Internet era. China's social credit system is a combination of government and business surveillance that gives citizens a score that can restrict the ability of individuals to take actions such as purchasing plane tickets, acquiring property, or taking loans because of their behaviors. Not just their credits and paying their bills, but because of their behaviors. Given the position, I'm still quoting them, given the position of several major American companies, A similar system may be coming here sooner than you think. They went on then to talk about the fact that PayPal announced a partnership with the left-wing Southern Poverty Law Center to investigate the role of white supremacists and propagators of anti-government rhetoric, subjective labels that potentially could impact a large number of groups or people using 
their service. In other words, if you hold certain views that the Southern Poverty Law Center, they have deemed Family Research Center as as a, a racist and homophobic, focus on the family and a number of other Christian biblical organizations, they've red tagged them. This would eliminate them from being able to use PayPal because PayPal has used chosen to use Southern Poverty Law Center to investigate, quote-unquote, the role of white supremacists and propagators of other anti-government rhetoric and on and on. The actions of these major companies may seem logical in an Internet riddled with scam and all of that, but I'll tell you, the Hill concludes, peer pressure, trendy movements, the ability to comply with the new system with the click of a mouse, combine all of the worst elements as it grows in breadth and power, <clears throat> what may be the most surprising about our new social credit system won't be, collect, won't be collective fear of it, but rather how quickly most people will fall in line. Most of us have heard the term Mark of the Beast, 666. Dr. D- David Jeremiah has written extensively about the coming Mark of the Beast, 666. Is this it? No, it's not it. This isn't it. But it is certainly an exercise of preparation for its acceptance. Jeremiah tells the story, and I've heard him tell this. P.T. Barnum was an American showman of the 19th century who captivated American audiences with elaborate hoaxes. Then he earned him that earned him a reputation as the Prince of Humbugs. He didn't consider his shows to be underhanded because his audience were willing participants in his ruses. In Barnum's words, he said. The people like to be humbugged. David Jeremiah says during the tribulation, there will be new showman who surpasses every grandstander before him. Unlike Barnum, this his tricks won't be lighthearted entertainment or freely chosen. Promising peace and prosperity, he will convince nations to disarm and grant, grant him complete control. Together with the false prophet, the Antichrist will convince millions that his government and his economic system is everything you've ever wanted. It's everything you've ever needed. It's right here in front of you. It's where you want to be. The price of admission to this world order, David Jeremiah says, will be non-refundable. It's known as the mark of the beast or simply 666. I put some extensive teaching from Dr. David Jeremiah on our website today. And if you want to look on there today's article that I have been quoting from here. Um, There's more teaching. You can link to more teaching and get to it quickly, or you can go directly to his uh, website, davidjeremiah.org, or whatever it is. But you can go to ours and get it there. But you should read this. If you're not familiar with how all this plays out, you can see so clearly how what's going on in our world, certainly in in communist China, but here in the West, this is all beginning to become normalized. And we're on the cusp of entering this new era of social credit. Thanks so much for being with me today. It's always an honor. We'll look forward to seeing you right here tomorrow.